to us. And as I'm sharing this, if, you, if, you, if, if this sits right, I ask you to weigh it. If it doesn't sit right, then just hang on to it and do whatever you do with it. But I just felt that, the, that, that, that him saying that he wants us as a church to keep some flexibility in, in terms of where we're going, because we're about to move. We're about to go on the move, church. Obviously, we may at some point be move, hopefully moving to a new building, but I, I feel this is a spiritual move. This is a move in terms of how a lot of, the, of what's going to take place. And one of the things that I felt him saying is, is that he's going to start stirring up and calling us to step out in faith in things that have been sitting dormant. Those sheep that have been enjoying the pasture, have been doing stuff. There's things that, that have been on your heart for a long while and the Holy Spirit's saying, now you're going to have to step up and move and get on and do them. And that, for some people, is going to involve moving. I believe that God is going to call some people to move. That's not the sort of thing you like to hear on a Sunday morning is, is that people are going to move. I actually believe that that's part of what God's going to say. So, and I also felt him saying that to keep flexibility in the t- teams in the church. Because there's some people going to be moving and that, and that space needs to be created to make room for new people to come through. And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, get ready for that and get ready for new people coming in. This is not a negative breach. This is not a breach about people leaving. This is about preach, people about people coming. This is about new people coming. This is about people stepping out in faith. This is about people who had dreams and desires on your heart for a long while that God's saying, now's the time to step out in them and to step out in faith. I also felt him say that it's, that it's also time to, to create some flexibility in, the, in our programs and in the things we organize. Make room. Make room for my spirit to move, I believe Jesus is saying. Make room. Because stuff's going to come. You know, we, we think, we often know what it's going to be like, don't we? What it's going to be like when God moves. I loved Jim's talk last week. It, it, you know, but when encounters with God happen, they can take us by surprise and they can cause disruption. And I had a sense of God saying, expect me to move in some of the things that might look as on the fringe. And be careful what I don't hear what I'm not saying here. But we think of the main core as being our main Sunday morning. But I felt God saying, I'm going to start moving in some areas that are not the main Sunday morning. I believe he will move on the Sunday morning. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But I felt him saying, I felt him saying, get ready for my spirit to break out upon the youth. And those of you that are involved in the youth, I feel God saying, get, be flexible in your programs. Don't try and suppress it because it will be messy. It won't be like you, you, the, the order and structure that you like when I move. Get ready for that. Be prepared for that. Be open for that. Youth, be expectant of the Holy Spirit to begin to start filling you and empowering you and setting you loose. And then here's one as well, and this is one where I might get in trouble for, but Jim will tell me off. Um, I just felt God say to me, encounter congregation. I said, he said to me, can you believe that I could raise up radical prophets from amongst the people in that congregation? It will be messy. I'll leave that one with you. And... So today's talk and where, where we're going is, is we're just going around the whole theme of sheep and shepherds and we're just going to see where we go in the time that we've got. Um, so we're going to read Psalm 23, if 
And then my Bible's open on Psalm 24. We're going to read Psalm 23. Um, and the thing, well, I love this psalm. And it's always read at funerals, isn't it? But it's actually a psalm about life. It's a psalm about life with Jesus and life with the Father. And it says here, the Lord is my shepherd. As I'm reading it, just let the Holy Spirit just speak to you through the words of the, the, the actual scripture itself. Because I just felt God just say that, you know, there doesn't have to be a talk around some of this stuff. God can actually speak right into your heart through the words we're reading. So let you just, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Oh, this is different. I've got, is this NIV? I've got NIV here. Yeah, carry on. Okay. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you know, Jesus is a shepherd when he talked about himself, there was another passage, but we're not going to read that now, because I want to just get on. The, the, um, he talks about himself being a shepherd, and he has a heart of a shepherd. And he wants a relationship with the sheep, and he wants us to know him intimately, and to learn to hear his voice. And I just felt, as I was praying this morning, just the heart of the shepherd towards the flock. You know, Jesus, his shepherd's heart, when he saw them all wandering around without a shepherd, he just burst into tears. It made him cry. That's his heart. His heart is a shepherd and he cares for us. And I remember years ago in the early 1990s when, when Carla and I first moved to the Midlands, um, we joined this church led by a Welsh guy called Gwyn. And... Um, one of the first times that we were there um, people were being prayed for by Gwyn and his brother Glyn and there, there was a big line of people and I was in the line of people to be prayed for and he was, they were going up and these people were being prayed for and some of them were having amazing encounters with the Holy Spirit and they were falling on the floor and all sorts of incredible things like Jim was talking about last week some of them were having these most astounding prophecies about what their life was going to be like and what God had called them to. I mean, it was a really powerful time. And then he came to me and I thought, what am I going to get here? You know, I've just moved to the area, just moved to the church. You know, this is going to be a good one. God's going to speak to me. And do you know what? Prophecy came in this broad Welsh accent. He said, look, he says, the Lord is your shepherd. And then he said it again. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. And then, that's how they talk in Wales. And then, <laughs> you're steady. <laughs> and then he just moved, moved on and these other people were having these incredible, I, was, oh, I thought, oh, that was a rubbish word, wasn't it? I got there. <laughs> Nothing's up to me. 
And then he, he got up and then he suddenly turned around, came right back to me, and looked me in the eye and said, The Lord is your shepherd. And then but you know, over the next few months and years, as things at my jobs got into real stress and looked like they were falling apart, and as we were struggling to sell a house and trying to rent and move and not knowing where we were going and no idea where God was taking us, all I could hear was that Welsh voice in my ear going, the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. And I just felt that, that for some of us, he wants us just to know that even if we don't know what's happening, that we don't know where we're going, we're just doing our best to follow him, that we can trust him to be our shepherd, because that's who he is. We can trust him to be our shepherd. I, I, you know, one of the things the Bible says is to give weight to prophecy, and there's a prophecy that D Diane just shared just before her thing about trusting in him. And I felt there was weight to that. You know, God is calling, speaking to someone, maybe more than one person. Just trust him. Just trust him. He's your shepherd. Yeah? And the thing about a shepherd is that a shepherd provides for the sheep. The sheep, in, in my version of the NIV, it says they lack nothing. It's a, it's a statement. They lack nothing. And I believe he wants to say to some people, you don't have to be anxious about what you feel you lack. If you're called to step out to do something, he's your shepherd, he will provide. Yeah, we've no idea where that million pounds is going to come from with the building. But we lack nothing because he's our shepherd and he will provide. Now, a thing about sheep is... Um, I'm not an expert on sheep, but there are a few things that you know about sheep. And one thing about sheep is that they have a tendency to stray and go off their own way. Isaiah says, doesn't he? We all like sheep have gone astray and turned each one to our own way. And sheep have that. That's, you know, it's not an accident that, that Jesus described himself as the shepherd, the good shepherd to the sheep. Yeah? Because we like sheep turned to go astray. And it's really important that we stay part of the flock. Flocks like the church. And I just felt the Holy Spirit just, just, just speaking to me and just saying to me, don't let yourself get isolated. Don't let yourself get isolated. Stay part of the flock. If you're feeling isolated in your heart, you're feeling cut off, that's, that's a little trick of the devil I mean our, my friend Emmanuel from Uganda told us about shepherds and lions the story of shepherds and lions and he said said that in in Uganda uh, the the shepherds guard the sheep from the lions and the shepherds don't need weapons because the lions will know that if the shepherds are standing there and the flock are all together, they won't attack. But what they will do is they'll look for that one that sheep or that goat that wanders off on its own, and then they'll go and get it. And it's, that's what they're looking for. And the Bible says that our enemy, the devil, is going around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I just almost felt like the Holy Spirit just sort of 
put, just get, if you're feeling, if you're starting to feel isolated, that's the, tr- that's the, that's the little trick of the devil to try and get you, get you. And the thing is, is, is that Jesus says that he is the one that goes out and leaves the 99 in the sheepfold safe. And he goes and gets the lost. And, and, and I just felt that there's a heart of the shepherd that's calling out to the lost this morning. That those of you that are feeling isolated and on your own and lost, that he wants to bring you back into the fold. And I also felt a challenge for us to get the heart of the shepherd ourselves. And look for the lost. There are, you know, I believe there's someone here and you've had someone on your mind for a while that you felt just, just got a bit isolated from the church. But you thought, oh, someone else will sort them out. They'll be fine. They'll be okay. You know, they're, 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 they look like they've got it all together. And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, that's me prompting you to, to actually go and reach out to that person. Because that's the heart of the shepherd. And he wants us to have that heart towards one another. And to watch out for the flock. I, feel, I just have a strong, almost a warning in my heart of him saying, let's watch out for one another. Watch out for the isolated. Particularly as things start to move and shift and change. And the, you know, it's easy, isn't it, when, they're, when they're, um, you know, they're moving to a new pasture for one of those to sort of wander off on its own. And in a time of movement and flexibility, that's the time that people get lost. You know, if there's key people going to be moving somewhere, then the people that they've been caring for will be vulnerable. Yeah? And the other thing that it says about in that psalm is that the shepherd leads us to green pastures. And in the Amplified Bible, it says, he lets you rest. And I just felt that, that God wanted to just tell you that he's giving you permission to rest. There are some people who you, you, you've been very driven and very stressed with life. And he gives you permission to rest. Yeah, the shepherd does that. And then Jesus, when he's talking about himself being the shepherd. He talks about that the shepherd, that the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. And part of being a sheep is to learn to hear the shepherd's voice. And I felt that the Holy Spirit wants to encourage us as a church, not just on individually, but as a flock, to learn to hear the shepherd's voice together. And I'm not sure with that, we just, I feel we're just learning that. We're quite good on our own at hearing him, but I felt that he, he was emphasizing that. And those that have uh, kind of worked with the building, we've kind of seen a little bit of that, how that works a little bit. Is that we, you know, we felt God speaking to us about a building, and then we felt then led to word about an open door and so we were looking and we were pushing and some of the doors weren't open and then one opened and that was the then we had the battle for that building and all the time we were being led by the shepherd and now we've got a building and then some you know designs came about and it looked like it was going to cost nearly two million pounds to do this and it was kind of thing you know and then in a trustees meeting we felt holy spirit say redesign 
So we've redesigned and brought, you know, it's like we're learning to hear God with these things. And I, I just felt him saying that he wants to take us into a season of learning to really hear and follow the voice of the, the shepherd as he leads us as a flock. Sometimes we can be very good at having all our plans organized. You know, imagine, I, I don't, I'm not involved with this, but my pay grade. But I imagine, you know, you sit there and you have all the plans and the preaching rotors and the things like that. But just let's spend some time together learning to hear the voice of the Father. And also for you in your life as well. We can get busy and caught up with the way we're going. Learn to follow the voice of the shepherd. Learn to hear his voice. You know, it will work differently for different ones of us. For me, it works, you know, it works a bit like this this week. You know, last weekend, I, I was really battling with anxiety with some stuff for work. Um, a particular stressful situation with a client that I didn't know how to deal with and staffing things and people, you know, just various things. And so I just went away on my own and just listened to the voice of the shepherd. I said, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, I'm getting all stressed by all this and anxious by this. And I just wrote down the things that I felt him say. And this is, this is what he said to me. I mean, I'm not going to name names. I think some of these are quite personal things. But this, these are the things for me that this is just, I was just sitting there and I just had this impression of him, this client situation by him saying, plough a straight furrow. This meant something to me. Plough a straight furrow. Yes, the things you're anxious about are probably true, but just send a straight email to this client. I did that, got a straight reply back, and we're working it through. There was another situation where I was getting all, I felt like I'd followed God, listened to him, but it was all looked like there was a blockage and it wasn't working and things like that, and I wasn't sure what to do, and I just felt him say, wait. So that's what I'm doing, waiting. You know, there was another situation where I just felt him say, you know, just let it naturally take its course. It was a big meeting I had, and that's what happened. And those various other things. And that's kind of how it works, you know. And you don't always know how, how it's going to work. And I just want to just pick up on something quickly that, that I felt as we were, I was praying. I felt that there are people here who felt like you've, at times you've stepped out in faith, and you've trusted God, and you've followed him as a shepherd, and it's not worked out. Has anyone ever felt like that? Yeah? Is it just me that has that? Um, and, and, and I just had this picture, this sheep picture that kind of came with that that I want to just share with you. That because I, because I felt in this season of God taking us into new pastures, you know, it's learning how to do that and how to handle it when things don't always work out. And... I, one of the things I felt is, is it's time, sometimes when it doesn't work out, to go back to what we felt and what we actually felt God actually said. Strip away all the enthusiasm and zeal and circumstances that seem right and all that stuff and just go back to those words. Like if we're looking at the building, it's his open door, a few other bits and pieces. Those are the things he said. The other bits are us trying to find our way and then hold those loose and go back. Because it's like sometimes you feel like you're following the shepherd and it's like you get a mountain in front of you. You just hit a mountain. Yeah? And this is the way to deal with a mountain. Is the sheep, well, I've got some sheep here and they've all got different names. And the first sheep's name is Faith. Sheep Faith 
This is how sheep faith deals with the mountain. Goes back to the actual words that the God has said, and they speak to the mountain. And they sit there and they speak to the mountain calmly till the mountain moves or God directs them in a different way. Then there's another sheep. This sheep is called presumption. And what that sheep does is it, it, it catches something of what enthusiasm and zeal of what they feel God might be saying. And, the, and, and that, uh, you know, and the circumstances look right. And it looks okay. And that sheep goes charging forward and runs, bang, right into the mountain and ends up flat on its back, waving its little, little hooves or whatever sheep have in the air. And that can be painful. We've all been there, haven't we? You know? <laughs> so, and then that, that sheep, the thing is, it's that sheep often, if it doesn't learn a lesson, it picks itself up, thinks, oh, I'm going to go that way. Runs off that way and bang into another mountain. You know? It's time for that sheep to learn, learn from faith. And then we have another sheep. And this sheep's called stubborn. Yeah? So that sheep gets to the mountain. And what does that sheep do? It just stands there, banging its head against the mountain <laughs> and all it does is end up with a sore head and the problem is it's people with a sore head become grumpy and not nice to be about yeah it's time for that sheep just to say let's let go of stubbornness and let because faith is not the same as stubbornness perseverance which goes with faith is not the same as stubbornness um, and then we've got this other sheep and this other sheep is just called laid back. You know, this other sheep just ambles up to the mountain and then just sits there and does nothing and never gets anywhere. And I just wanted just to God, just to, I felt God wanted just to encourage us to be sheep of faith. Yeah? And to hold loose with some of the other stuff. And... Another thing about shepherds and sheep is, is that I think it's interesting that when the New Testament talks about those people who are called to lead in the church, isn't it interesting that if you look at what the literal words for the leaders mean and when you interpret them, it talks about shepherds. When Jesus was talking to Peter and commissioning him, he was talking to them in the context of sheep. You know, he doesn't call them chief executive officers or strategic managers he doesn't call them motivational speakers he calls them shepherds and I just felt God wanted to encourage some of you who've got a heart to lead to catch the heart of the shepherd yeah and that doesn't mean that your gift mix necessarily changes because, you know, if your gift mix is Bible teaching, then your heart of a shepherd is that they want to feed the sheep. Um, I, I was once in a church led by a person whose gift mix was a prophet who became a really good friend of ours called Dave. And the day he came to take over the leadership of the church, he had a dream in the night. And every member of the church passed before him and the Holy Spirit showed him what their destiny, that person's destiny and call was. 
and he led them into that. So that's how he led the church. That was the heart of a shepherd with a prophet gifting. If your gifting is administration, then that's a gift. It could be a very officious kind of um, rigid sort of gift. But the heart of a shepherd says, my gift is to help make the sheep feel safe and secure. And you could go on and on. If your gift is an evangelist, you're a a shepherd to the lost. And I just felt God wanted to give me a word for you, Richard, as I was preparing. And I just felt a word of encouragement for you. And I felt, felt God wanted to encourage you about the whole next phase of your life. And I felt him want to say to you that you know that you're called to feed the sheep. I felt him say to me, it's time for you to go away and bake some fresh bread. To go away and bake some fresh bread. And then I saw something else. And I also felt him saying that he wanted you to also teach others how to bake bread. How to bake their own bread. How to, how to, the part of what he wanted you to do was to equip others to bake bread. Not bake bread. Bake bread. And, and I just wanted to, and, and then what I did, I saw this picture of, of you equipping others and then sending them out. And I just felt that they were like, that, that, that you were going to be sending people that you'd equipped yourself and you were going to be sending them to different places in the UK and abroad that you'd equipped. You taught them how to bake their own bread, how to do that, and then you sent them. And I felt particularly that you might, you'd be sending some to... UK, North America, and Africa and the Middle East. Yeah? So it wasn't actually you were going yourself, but you were other people. You were, you were teaching them how to bake their own bread. And, and I just laid that before you as I felt that. Um, John and Nick, I just felt God wanted to really encourage you and say to you that you have the heart of a shepherd. He's given you that and he wants to honor you in that and say i know the secret things that you're doing for the sheep that nobody else knows and he wants to just say well done john and nick you're caring for many some sheep and he and i actually felt he says i'm going to give you a lot more of my sheep to care for i saw this huge big flock that you're caring for and i felt him say that's not going to be a burden to you it's just that he's just going to increase your capacity to do that. But, you're, but he's put within both of you the heart of a shepherd and he, honor, he wants to honor you in that. And the psalm ends with dwelling in the house of the Lord. That's how that psalm ends. It says it ends with dwelling in the house of the Lord, in his presence. Like David said, then he, one thing I've desired, that I might dwell in your presence. And I just feel that the Holy Spirit just wants to encourage us to be, as really similar to Jim's talk, but a different angle, just be a people of his presence. Let the shepherd lead you into his presence. Let's be a church of the presence of Jesus. Let's pursue the presence of Jesus. Let's pursue his presence in everything that we do. Let our Sunday mornings be a time when we walk into the presence of Jesus, be individuals who walk in the presence of Jesus. 
Spend time in the presence of Jesus. If you're not sure how to do it or how to go into the presence of Jesus and really and encounter him in a real way, then come to others to get help. Because Jesus wants us to be people of his presence. And, you know, it says in the New Testament that people will know that God's amongst you because the gifts of the Spirit are there. And I encourage us to be people who are open to the Holy Spirit's gifts. Yeah, so that new people will come in and God will share through gifts of the Spirit, like Diane did today, things that will touch their hearts. Um, And so just to conclude and wrap up, and I've just got a couple of things to share with a couple of other people as well, is... Number one, do you know Jesus as your shepherd? Yeah. First of all, are you a Christian? If not, then come and talk to somebody and do that. But is he your shepherd? Are you trusting him as your shepherd? Do you follow him as your shepherd? Or are you just sort of moseying on through life and letting circumstances take you? Are you hearing his voice? Are you hearing the voice of the shepherd? If not, then we can help you with that. Yeah, it's not a guilt thing. It's a thing. Well, let's let's help you with that. Be open about it. Yeah, I feel that there are people here who probably are struggling to know how to hear the voice of the Spirit. There are those that can help you with that. Come and share that, and people will help you. Um. Are you close to the flock? Are you tight with the people in the church or are you isolated and a bit on your own? If that's the case, I really encourage you to make a decision in your heart that whatever circumstances, there's someone here and you've been cynical about church and that's made you isolate yourself. You still come to church and that, but there's a thing inside you that just holds yourself a little bit at a distance because of hurts and things that have happened in the past because other sheep can be a bit grumpy and they can bite if you get a bit close to them and some of them smell and some of them some of them can be stubborn and awkward because that's what sheep are like so when we're bumping together with other sheep that, that's what, what it will be like and I feel there's someone here and you've decided that you're just holding yourself a little bit like that and I just feel the Holy Spirit wants to warn you you're in danger of being isolated just come back in and you know and yeah you will get grumpy sheep around and you will get that but you but you'll be safe come back into the flock come back into the flock come back into I just sense it quite strongly that the Holy Spirit's you're in danger come back into the flock yeah and finally are you living in his presence is it an everyday experience to encounter the presence of Jesus or are you just struggling or battling with that if that's the case let us let some people pray with you talk to some people again we can help you just experience the presence of Jesus you know his his gates are open the way into his presence is open and we can sometimes get a bit het up about it and that but (coughs) The way into his presence is open. 
you know, I, it's kind of like been my lifetime's desire is the, getting into the presence of Jesus. And sometimes it, I get the emotional stuff and sometimes I don't. But hearing his voice and being in his presence, it's there. Yeah. Um, I felt Bill, I just felt God gave me, want to encourage you. And particularly, and I just had this picture of some wells that have been shut up for a long while. And the wells have been shut up and the water's sat there. And I just felt him saying to you that the glory isn't all behind you, Bill. The glory isn't all behind you. There's some stuff to come. And it's time to unblock some of those wells, clear them out, put some fresh water in, and then go and look for the thirsty. There's some water that you've got from the old wells that, that people need to drink from. Go and look for the thirsty. Don't, don't worry about those that aren't thirsty. Go and look for the thirsty and give them to drink. Um, I felt for Fran, Dave and Fran, I just, I had this picture of you, you know like Jesus had people just demanding of him all the time. And he was surrounded by lots and lots of people all saying, oh, heal me, set me free, feed me, whatever. And there they all were. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know, Jesus needed time alone too. That's okay. And I actually felt God might want to bless you with a holiday or something like that. But he's, I felt him saying to you that, that it's okay to go off on your own. Jesus did it. It might be hard, it was hard for him, but he did it. And I just felt him say that he wants you to do that. He, you have permission to go to some still, by some still waters and enjoy the peace, enjoy his presence. Don't feel guilty about it. Um, and we've, we've run out of time now, so I'd just like to just pray. Is that okay? And then anyone's gonna, I want to just pray and just ask for his presence to rest upon us. Is that okay? Everyone, anyone would just like the presence of Jesus upon them in the last couple of minutes before we wind up just connect with him, reach out to him however you want and we're just going to invite the presence of Jesus to come Jesus we just thank you